Hey friends, welcome to our preaching podcast here at the Table House Church Network. This week we're jumping into a new series in Galatians. Don't worry, we're coming back to Exodus. But the reason we're doing this is because each of our pastors are going to take a four-week series through the year. Myself, Pastor Ryan, and Pastor Alicia. This week, you are joined by Pastor Alicia as she starts the Galatians series. Uh, We are super excited to share this. And part of the reason that we're starting with Pastor Alicia is because she's here. She's in person in town and gets to preach live at one of our house churches each and every week. If you want to join us at one of our locations, we're at Chrisman in Southern and Broadway in Sossman. And again, our fourth Sundays will be at the New Hope Community Center. So we can't wait to continue this journey. And we're super thankful for Pastor Alicia and Josh as they share through the book of Galatians. I'm excited to uh, hop into this with you guys. So tune in, enjoy, and as always, know that you are loved. Grace and peace to you, church. It is so good to be with you this evening. And if you are watching this, I am so thankful that you are watching this. You get the wonderful South Carolina background. My youngest brother just graduated from basic training out here in Fort Jackson. And so as I'm recording this at this time, we're still here. But I can probably guarantee you that I am relishing in the warmth right now that Arizona has. And the sunniness, it is a bit on the chilly side here, especially this morning. But it is good. It has been a great week. And I am glad to be able to bring this word to you. So over the next couple of weeks, we are going to be looking at the book of Galatians for the next four weeks, for the rest of the month, we are looking at the book of Galatians. And I'm really excited about this in this series and just what God's going to do and how he's going to speak to you through this. And it's going to be, it's going to be awesome. And so I do want to give us a challenge here before I fully dive into this, that for the next four weeks, I want to challenge you every day to read at least a chapter. The book of Galatians is not long. It is only six chapters long. They are short chapters. You can already see like chapter one is right there and chapter two starts already on the page. So it is really, truly not very long, but I want to challenge you. Take some time, read one chapter every day. If you start tomorrow on Monday, you read a chapter, then you've read through the entire book by Saturday night. And when we gather together on Sundays, we get to dive in even just a little bit deeper. And I think it will be incredible the ways in which God speaks to you through this. And so I want to challenge you to join me in this challenge of reading one chapter a day. So as I begin to kind of transition here, we're going to be looking at chapters one and chapter two specifically tonight. And so get out your Bibles, join me with this. Um, Like normal, there's a lot here. I'm not going to read um, through specifically, but I still want you to be able to join me and be able to see kind of navigating it with me. So pull out your Bibles and let me pray as we get ready to get started. Heavenly Father, I thank you for today. I thank you for the work that you are doing, the ways in which you are already at work in our lives. And I'm just excited about this series as we dive into the book of Galatians and what Paul has to say to the church many years ago. And yet the great things that he has to say through us um, now and to us now in this present moment. So Lord, go before us, open our hearts to what you have to say. We'll give you the honor and glory in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And all God's people said, amen. Amen. So this book of Galatians, it is a letter that Paul wrote back to the church. Paul was with the church. He did some great, incredible work with the church. And then we've had this shift. And so Paul has sent this letter back to kind of be a correction opportunity to the church. And so 
I will warn you that this book is a bit difficult. It is a bit tough. Paul is a bit hard um, when he gives his truth. This one thing I think I love about Paul is he gives truth in a very candid kind of fashion and straightforward, doesn't sugar, sugarcoat it, nothing, just gives it to us. So this may be a bit tough and um, it's going to be good though. So like I was saying, Paul was with the church, and so he often talks about being a builder, and a, and it's not just a builder of a brick and mortar, like house, or a building, or a business, but he is a builder because he's this builder of community. He's a builder of the church, and so he's a builder of people is what he's there to do. And Paul came in, and he said, hey, Here's this incredible good news. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that. But he says, hey, there's this good news. And it has shifted things and changed things. And he kind of, he begins to give this blueprint of what the church should look like. And then he has some things come up and he can't stay. But he says, hey, you have you have this plant and I entrust you to, to keep building. You, you've got this. I believe in you. It's going to be good. And yet now he is writing back because it's like some other builders have come in and they've gone, whoa, 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 whoa. Well, this is, this is not how you build this. This is not how you build a house, right? He said, you know, this is, this is the open concept that we want to have. And the builders are like, whoa, 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 whoa. We need some walls and we need to put a bedroom over here and a closet and a garage space and, and all these things. And, and the people weren't really sure how to go about it. And so they they have also shifted and they are following what these new builders have given rather than this blueprint that Paul gave them to start with. And so he is writing back to say, whoa, this is not how we were designed. This is not how this is supposed to look. And he goes on to to talk about this this division that has now begun to happen. And Paul knows that he is one who used to and enlist and incite and, and be the reason for this division. But he has shifted and he has said, well, there is this good news. There is Jesus has changed things, people. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold up. Jesus changed things. There's this good news. We need to be sharing this good news. But this good news means something completely different. And so like I said, Paul is this builder of people. He is a builder of community. And at this time, we see the Jews and then we see the Gentiles. And the Jews have grown up with this law and they have this very specific way of doing things. And, and you sit within this law and, and I think we can often get in this place. And if you've been around the church, you've probably know this and understand this kind of analogy and point, right? That, that we get stuck in this religious and lawness of I have to go to church on Sunday morning and I have to go to my small group and I have to go to Sunday school and I want to make sure that I'm doing this and I read my Bible every day and and I pray every day and I do this and I do this and I don't do these things right and it's this list and and it can easily become this checklist that we're trying to accomplish and that's that's kind of the Jews and then there's the Gentiles who who don't follow these laws who don't um right? They haven't grown up in this faith and they don't, they don't understand all these pieces, but, but they know of Jesus and, and he has changed things. And Paul is saying, stop this division because that's, that's what these new builders have come in and done. And, and they've put the Jews over here and they've put the Gentiles over here and they have said, you know, no, 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 we don't, we don't mix together. 
But Paul is saying, no, 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 no. The good news changes all of this. The good news puts us on this level playing field. The good news says that you don't <laughs> segregate out. We are one big family. We are one body of Christ. The Jews get to be a part of this and the Gentiles get to be a part of this. And so it's like Paul was building this house of this, this open plan, this open concept. And all of a sudden these builders are coming in and they're putting up these walls and he is saying, no, 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 no. That's, that is not what this is supposed to look like. And he goes, I get it. Like I was one who used to oppress and I used to be one who, who was strong to say that we needed these divisions. But, but there's this guy, Jesus, and God has sent him one God, the Trinity, all in one. And he sent him and he rose from the dead to cover our sins. And so he has done away with the Jews and the Gentiles and he has made this new community. And we have this, this new family that we get to sit in and, and we are called to be a part of. That is the good news. That is what Paul is calling us to. He is challenging us to, to live in this space of this, of this both and and getting to be a part of this community. And now don't get me wrong, this religiosity, these rules, these laws, they are a good thing. And I would say that Paul says they are a good thing because they're needed, right? We need to be at church to be able to live into community, we want to be around other people who are like-minded. We want to be able to be encouraged to, to know that we are persevering a good fight, that there is somebody who's standing there next to us, who is, who is willing to sit in the muck and the mire and the grossness of life when it happens with us, who has faith, who's going to pray for us, who's going to pray with us during this time. These are all very, very important things. It's important for us to be in scripture and reading every day. It's why I challenge us. Hey, let's read a chapter every day. I mean, it's good for us. You can't be in relationship with another human and say, hey, how's it going? I like you. You're cute. We should, we should be a thing. Okay, we are? Okay, great. Bye. And then walk away and never talk to them. That's not how that works. Right? No, no marriage is going to survive that. No friendship survives that. We have to be in relationship and we have to be in, in communion. We have to be in, in conversation. And so that's what prayer and scripture gets to be in our life. But Paul reminds us that, that God doesn't look at just this, did you do it? But was your heart a part of it? Was your heart in it? Is it a good news that is shifting and changing your life? Is it one that is reflected around you? Do people see Christ in you? When you walk into a room, when you are having a conversation with your coworkers, with your friends, with your family who, who maybe aren't of the faith, do they look at you and say, oh, but there's something different. They, there's something different in their life. The way that they handle grief, the way that they handle the, the setbacks, the way that they handle the joyous moments in their life, the way in which they live in community, the, their generosity, their love, there is something different because they're seeing Christ in us. And that's what, what Paul is saying is 
he's challenged us to say that we are called to live in a different lifestyle. We are called to live in this family that, that sits and looks just a little bit different. Right? We are called to, to be a part of this and we don't live in this, this old way. Here at the end of chapter 2 and, and verse 17, he says, If we seek, if while we seek to be justified in Christ, to become evident that we ourselves are sinners, does that not make Christ promoting sin? Absolutely not. Because if I rebuild what I destroyed, I prove that I'm a lawbreaker. For the law I died to is a bit windy. So that I might live for God. I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live. But Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me. Who loved you. And gave himself for me. Who gave himself for you. I do not set aside the grace of God for righteousness could be gained through the law for Christ died for nothing. Christ has, has came and he changed the game. He brought this good news and Paul is ecstatic about sharing this good news. And he says, church, there's this good news and we are called to live differently and it is okay and it is beautiful and it is challenging and it is difficult sometimes, but it is good. And we are called to be that good news in other people's lives. And it, and it requires of something different of us than what the everyday life offers. And so church, we, we are called to be a part of that. We get to live into this space. And there's, there's not Jews and Gentiles. We aren't to have this, this segregation between us. It doesn't matter if you're at the Cherry Holmes house. It doesn't matter if you're at the Albus house. It doesn't matter if you get to be at our third location that we're starting soon. It doesn't matter if you're watching online. We are all in this together. We are a network. This is why we intentionally, the guys intentionally put that in there. We are a house church network. We get to be a part of this together and it doesn't matter your social status. It doesn't matter, you know, what your history is. It doesn't matter if you grew up in the church. It doesn't matter if you haven't heard who Jesus was until tonight. You get to be a part of this good news. This community, this faith, this journey together in this. We don't want to see the divisions and I want to challenge you that, that when you show up, it's, it's from this deep place in your heart that you've, you've allowed Christ to reside in, to change, to shift, to, to cover the sin in your life. Because it is, it is good news, church. It is exciting news. It is beautiful. And Paul challenges us to say, hey, this, this is who we're supposed to be. I do not set aside the grace of God for righteousness could be gained through the law. Otherwise, Christ died for nothing. And so church, let us be a church that, that our table continues to always have one more seat available. One more plate available. 
that our generosity doesn't become limited to having to be people that look this way, who live specifically like this, who seem to live in this religious fashion. May we reflect Christ in all that we do. May we have open arms the way that, that Paul has challenged us and called us to. May we be that kind of church together. So your leaders are going to have a few questions and I want to challenge you to be, to be real, to be honest in your answers. Does Christ reflect in your life? Do people see Christ in you when they see you? So church has been great. And I, again, want to challenge you. Let's read a chapter a day. Let's really let this word settle into our hearts to begin to shift, to change us, to mold us into the church that Christ has called us to be. And it's going to be an incredible month. And I am so glad you have joined me and you're a part of this journey. Grace and peace.